Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. Today's news stories are the SEC discovers a clerical error when threatened with a lawsuit and all of a sudden a thousand pages have surfaced. Tim O'Reilly, who is called an internet guru and coined the term Web2, says that crypto is going to collapse. Let's see what he has to say. And then Fidelity does not seem to be worried about what Tim O'Reilly has to say because they keep on investing. More on that. And if you stay till the end, I will tell you what my latest project I'm researching on. You do not want to miss this. If you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Give me feedback. If you're watching on YouTube, please click subscribe. Give me thumbs up. Leave a comment. If you're listening on podcast, please like. Give me five stars. And it really helps support me. It doesn't cost you anything. And just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right, let's jump in. And our first story, the SEC finally hands over documents it said it didn't have. Well, to give you a little bit of uh, background information, if you haven't been watching my news updates, uh, there's a lawsuit with SEC and Ripple, and Ripple has the XRP token. SEC says that Ripple, our XRP is more like a stock. It's not like a currency, even though it is used as a currency. Now, there's been this longstanding battle going on. It's been going on over a year, and there is alleged conflicts of interest and a empower oversight, which is a government oversight organization. And let me pull up a little picture for you all so you can see this and there you go empower oversight whistleblowers and research accountability and public integrity through the power of information all right so these are not a this is not a crypto organization they just keeping government in check so on january so they filed a freedom of information act request and sec has been saying oh we don't have those documents we only, here's only two of the eight that you asked for and that power oversight was like okay well we're going to sue you because we don't believe you and you're not really responding we want to know how you conducted this research etc so on january 28th in connection with its litigation. So they threatened a lawsuit, filed a lawsuit to sue the SEC. And then all of a sudden, Empower Oversight gets this uh, information saying, and it says on January 28th in 2022, in connection with its litigation against the SEC in the Eastern District of Virginia, Empower Oversight participated in a conference call with the Assistant United States Attorney assigned to its complaint and some SEC officials. During the call, the SEC officials asserted that the SEC has reviewed the record ser- records searches and identified an error, error, and all of a sudden, here you go, here's a thousand documents. And more documents are to come because that was just a portion of the request that was originally denied. So the interpretation by the SEC officials of the Freedom of Information Request Act, they said that Empower Oversight's own request ex- they disagreed with empowerment oversight's request. Uh, the interpretation of the document are the information that they requested, which is insane because oversight, oh, empower oversight are the ones who requested the documents, and the SEC are saying, "Oh, but you didn't mean that." And they're like, "Yes, we did." So, empower oversight uh, filed another Freedom of Information Act to request more documents that the SEC said that were not included in the original request. Could this be a cover up? 
or could this just be inefficiencies with bureaucracy? Let's see what happens with this trove of information and we will discover soon enough. All right, moving on. Uh, Tim O'Reilly says Web3 is going to crash. Why should we care what he has to say? So I did a little Wikipedia search and he's a writer. He wrote a manual on the internet. He put this stuff on the internet. He, it was a bestseller. He went, put, once he put everything online, he sold it to AOL and uh, now he runs a media company. It's like, basically it just sounds like media and writing and manuals and stuff like that. And, um, he his now he runs a media company. He sits on the various boards in tech, and uh, he also coined the web the term Web two. So he probably has some insight. So let's see what he has to say. CBSNews.com article in Internet Guru Tim O'Reilly on Web three. Get ready for the crash. And the article says that Web three touted as the next evolutionary stage of the internet business, and investors are eagerly hoping on the hopping on the bandwagon. Tech giants, including Alphabet, Facebook owner Meta, and Microsoft are taking their claim in the emerging blockchain-based economy. Some NFT companies are already valued in the billions. Well, Tim O'Reilly thinks that Web3 sounds cool. It's just it's too early, and it's not prime time, he, he says. He uses the word, term prime time a lot in this interview. Um, so just a little background, O'Reilly did lose a lot. One of his companies suffered from the dot-com bubble. If you don't know what the dot-com bubble burst is, in the 90s, everyone added dot-com to their name so that they could get super high valuations. It kind of got out of hand. And uh, most of these names went belly up, except for you know some major ones that you still know today, like Amazon, Google, Yahoo, etc. So anyway, moving on, he sees a high correlation, but definitely is emotionally connected to the frothiness and crazy valuations for startups. So is he right, or is he just emotionally connected to his the impact that the dot-com bubble burst had on him? Maybe both. He says there's not a lot of substance behind the projects. Think of like Dogecoin. If um, if you buy Dogecoin, what are you buying? You're buying hype. You're, you know, there's nothing really behind Dogecoin. Um, but now it looks like there's something behind Dogecoin. There's a community. There's a foundation. Uh, there's more people taking it for um, for transactions. But still not a ton of substance behind it so he's saying that it's all like that i don't know that i agree with that but that's what he's saying so he says that he defined web 2 as the internet after the dot-com bubble burst which i think is interesting and powerful because if that is the case then web 3 wouldn't start until after this bubble bursts and uh, but he does say that bubbles are, uh, bubble is a good because it lots of money attracting lots of talent. A lot of building happens to create that substance. And um, so then that should turn into something. But he does think it's like gambling on horses, betting on horses. You know, you got to pick the right winner. And that's gambling, according to him. And it sounds like gambling. It also sounds like diversified investment. Investing might be better than just picking one that you think is going to be the winner, but what do I know? This is not financial advice. Value is inevitable with recentralization of decentralization, like the former internet. So what does that mean? That means that it's all the internet all started as open source, but then these centralized players that generated a lot of value, like Google, Facebook, et cetera, 
So look for those he recommends, look for the contrarian view to invest. You know, if everything's all about decentralization, then what's gonna, what if, if, if there is a re-centralization of power, like exchanges like Coinbase is gonna become a behemoth, is already becoming a behemoth or is already a behemoth. So, you know, maybe investing in Coinbase makes more sense than trying to pick a winner. That's kind of what I'm getting out of this. And he also says a metaverse is a long way off. Okay, so that's the contrarian view from, you know, that are the, you know, not get, don't get excited about crypto yet perspective. Well, I don't know that Fidelity is listening to Tim O'Reilly. Uh, if you don't know that who Fidelity is, Fidelity is a multinational financial services corporation based in Boston. This is according to their Wikipedia page. They have 4.9 trillion US dollars under management and they have customer assets of $8.3 trillion. They do mutual funds, ETFs, insurance, retirement, et cetera. You could also open a Fidelity account to use as a brokerage to invest in stocks. And um, so I found a 2017 article in TechCrunch that says that they started mining Bitcoin and Ethereum as a research project and have turned a nice profit. And uh, mining is verification of transactions, adding to the blockchain and making new coin. I've reported on this in the past. You can go back and watch the video on what is blockchain. Or sorry, what, yeah, what is blockchain? Because I discussed um, mining. And also mining is the uh, big controversial thing about the environment because mining consumes a lot of energy. And I have some more information about that at the end. All right, moving on. A recent article on CryptoGlobe.com says that uh, Fidelity Digital Assets, which is a subsidiary of Fidelity. Here you go. You can check out this right here. There you go. So there you go. There's the article. Um, so the, you can see here that Fidelity CEO Abigail Johnson says crypto company is mining cryptocurrencies, and that was from 2017. And then we move to a more current article to just check in with them on how they're doing. So you can see the Fidelity Bitcoin has the potential to be the primary monetary good. Well, this article continues on and says, in a new report published by Fidelity Digital Assets, the multinational brokerage giant has argued that Bitcoin is a superior form of money. That could be the primary monetary good, and that is technological, technological breakthrough was based on that superiority and not as a superior payment technology. As reported by Cointelegraph, Fidelity's report titled Bitcoin First calls for investors to treat the flagship currency separately from the rest of the cryptocurrency market, arguing it is fundamentally different from everything else out there. So Fidelity believes that Bitcoin is an entry, entry point for investors and it will dominate the ecosystem due to very powerful effects of networks. So recap, SEC is complying with a Freedom of Information Act request, but only after they got threatened with a lawsuit, but they said it was just a clerical error. Who knows? But at least we're getting the information so we can get some clarity on some things. Uh, Tim O'Reilly, which has been around since the beginning of the internet, uh, is, seems to think that we need a bubble to burst before we can enter into what Web3 is, which means that in theory, if you invest now, it's going to go down before it comes back up. And how long will it take to get back to that point of entry. So that might mean wait and buy the dip because it's coming. I don't know, this is not financial advice. That is not what I'm doing, but I just wanna keep things balanced. And then 
And then, you know, regardless of this one person's opinion, which may or may not be right, Fidelity is moving forward by pushing this narrative that it is a primary good. So I think that that's pretty awesome and exciting. And tell me what you think. If you stayed to the end, you want to hear about my investment idea that I'm thinking about getting into. It's called the Broccoli Network. So let me show you that real quick. Uh, where's it right there? All right. So the Broccoli Network is an NFT trading platform and uh, they have a DAO. So basically what this Broccoli Network is doing is they want to battle climate change. And uh, you know how when you go into CVS or uh, Safeway or something like that to buy something at the point of sale, it says, do you want to round up and donate to a cancer fund or, or do you want to add $2? Well, now they've created a way for exchanges, even decentralized exchanges to add that little same thing at the at when you're doing your transaction, you can opt in to put to add two dollars into the broccoli DAO or the broccoli fund. So the broccoli fund is managed by the broccoli DAO, which is decentralized autonomous organization, and that basically is an organization that requires members to vote in order for anything to occur. Otherwise, nothing will happen. So. The money goes into a treasury. This DAO, you know, says, "Oh, we have this money. What should we do with it?" The members of the DAO, which are going to be token holders, uh, the coin is uh, BRKL for broccoli. And um, I haven't bought the coin yet. I'm still need to do my research. You know, let's try to kick the kick the tires, make sure this is all legit. Um, but it says that members pick the best tree plant planting projects to support in their chosen location. So this could be added to other exchanges. It could offset the any sort of carbon footprint for the entire industry. This could be huge. So I'll check this out and do some more research. If you like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please like, subscribe, and uh, give me five stars. It really helps support me. It doesn't cost you anything. I want to hear from you. What do you think about this news? And what do you think about this concept from the Broccoli Network? I'll, I look forward to hearing from you and I'll talk to you all later. See ya.